You're listening to A Culture Story on the audio version of the TIE. Thanks for listening. The TIE is a nonprofit newsroom that is funded by our audience. So, if you appreciate this article and you'd like to help us do more, head on over to support.thetie.ca and become a TIE builder. You choose the amount to give, and you can cancel at any time. Five Canada-based authors have a chance at a life-changing award. By Andrea Bennett, March 8, 2023. Five authors based in Canada have made the inaugural Carol Shields Prize for Fiction Lonely Saint announced this morning. The winner of the prize is set to receive $150,000, about $206,000 Canadian, and a writer's residency at Fogo Island in Newfoundland, four finalists will receive $12,500 each. Publishers from the US and Canada submitted over 250 entries, read by a five-person jury including Anita Raubadami and Katharina Vermette. In BC, Keely Knight's Juni and Sayring Yangsam Lamas, we measure the earth with our bodies one spots on the long list. In Alberta, it's Francine Cunningham's God Isn't Here Today and Suzette Mears the Sleeping Carporter. Mears' book previously took home the Giller Prize, while Lamas was shortlisted. Emma Hooper's We Should Not Be Afraid of the Sky rounds out the list of authors whose books carry a little maple leaf emblem beside their catalog entries. The long list also includes 10 books from U.S.-based authors, including Lisa C. Chen's Activities of Daily Living and Liana Fink's graphic novel Let There Be Light. Executive Director Alexander Scotchelis said the idea for the prize emerged in 2012 following a panel discussion at the Vancouver Writers' Festival that surfaced disappointing readership, review, and price statistics for books written by women. The statistics are similar and still disappointingly relevant a decade later. Some are quoted in the press release for the prize, women writers earn 45% less than their male counterparts, men make up 55% of readers for the top 10 best-selling male authors, but only 19% of readers for the top 10 best-selling women authors. The prize was named for novelist Carol Shields, because she's a beloved, Pulitzer Prize-winning author, Scotchelis said. But also because she embodies the North American reach of the prize, which seeks to boost the work of women and non-binary authors, while recognizing that the issues facing these books aren't unique to Canada, or to the U.S. Because she was born in the U.S. and spent most of her life in Canada, she represents that dual-country nature of the prize, and of the foundation, Scotchelis said. Carol Shields said of her work, I'm interested in writing away the invisibility of women's lives, Scotchelis said. And that was the challenge that felt appropriate to us to take on. Shields, who died in July 2003 in Victoria, B.C., of breast cancer, was born in 1935 in Oak Park, Illinois. Married in June 1957, the same month she graduated from college, she moved across the continent to Vancouver to live with her new husband, an engineer named Don Shields. Together, they had five children. Shields' writing career began in the midst of this, she had her third child in 1962 and sold her first short story the same year. She's best known for her novel Stone Diaries, which won the Pulitzer Prize in 1995 and has sold over a million copies. In a reader's companion to the text, Shields wrote that being a mother had given her a unique witness point of the growth of a personality. 
In 2002, reflecting on being labeled a women's writer, Shields told the NPR's Terry Gross that she was concerned about was a hesitancy to put women characters at the moral center of the novel. If one puts a male character there instead of a woman, she continued, the novel always seems to be taken more seriously. But proof of the strength of Shields' focus emerges in how her work resonates with readers hungering for better, more interesting depictions of women. One of the pleasures of Shields' work, Naomi Huffman writes in the New York Times, for example, is encountering women characters who are so fully realized. The prize's desire to address inequalities in reviewing, reading, and prize culture underpins its decision to be trans-inclusive and inclusive of non-binary writers, as well as the foundation's broader goals, which include plans to offer mentorship and scholarship opportunities to BIPOC writers, emerging writers, writers who might need help with childcare, and new immigrants, Scotulis said. The goal is to remove barriers to encourage the success of diverse, important fiction. Beyond the statistics, Scotulis said, there are also more philosophical questions to pose. It's a whole other topic, but, what is women's fiction? She asked. The fiction that we're presenting on our long list is an amazing wide range of writing by a wide range of women and non-binary writers that shows a wide range of points of view. The first two years of the prize are supported by a $200,000 donation from BMO, its flagship sponsor. We are hoping that we will be able to build an endowment to to build ongoing support for the prize into the future. That's one of our next key jobs, Scotchula said. The prize's shortlist, which will whittle the long list from 15 down to 5, will be announced April 6. If I had one last message, Scotchula said in a phone interview, it's that we want people to read the long list. That's what it's all about. I want people to read books by women and by non-binary writers. Thanks for stopping by the Taiyi today. Anytime you're in the mood to listen to important stories written well, we'll be here. And if you'd like to keep independent media going strong, head over to the Taiyi.ca and click on the Support Us button to pitch in. Finally, big, big thank you to all of our Taiyi builders who made this story possible.